Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the front room. They have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth, but they had faith in you. And you. You didn't want it. You didn't ask for it, but you're gonna get it. Tonight, it's a 30-man Royal Rumble. Bounce Back Candidates 2022. Who's going to take the King of the Ring title tonight after having a dismal 2021 performance in fantasy baseball? It's going to be a doozy, a total debacle, an absolute shit show. Nobody can survive this one. Only one baseball player of 30 will be crowned King of the Ring in the 2022 Palazzo Podcast Bounce Back Royal Rumble! If this is not your thing, then I got great news for you because you could just hit fast forward and then eventually forget about this and go about the rest of your week. But if this is what you've been waiting for, if this is everything you thought you needed then you are in the right place at the right time. I assure you this episode will be much more bizarre than your typical Palazzo podcast episode, and that's saying something. So if you don't have the stomach for it, get out now. Turn your back. Nobody will call you a coward or a loser. To your face, anyways. Take it away, boys! Utah! Give me two. Welcome into the Plonzo Podcast Bozo Experience. You are now listening and viewing our show as we do it every week. I'm Michael Govier. He's Christopher Deary. MJ Govier on Twitter. GOV is in Victor IER. And C Deary1999. That's how you connect with us on Twitter. Ask us questions. Deary, what do you think of the new intro? Epic. Yeah, it was like uh, I'm uh, in an episode of uh, the movie Running Man. It sounded like that. It's a, a doozy. <laughs> Running Man? I love Running Man. You don't Arnold. you don't recognize that sound though? No, what is it from? Really? Come on, one more time. Here we go. Hey everybody, if you missed it, if you're just showing up for the intro, here's our Play new intro. Again. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Anybody who just witnessed that, let us know if you know the sound. It's a classic sound. It's not a made-up noise at all. It's from something. Passports. I'll give you guys a minute. Yeah, it's it's not sports-related, no. that's It's fair to say that is not true. Anyways, you're here for the big showdown. It's going to be chaos live here. It's Royal Rumble 2022 Bounce Back Edition. Which players sucked last year are going to kick ass in tonight's showdown? We're going to find out. 
Deary came up with this idea. I'm very excited about it, and I want to give Deary full credit for it. Well done, Deary. This is a big contribution. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, we were talking so much about the Royal Rumble last week and having guys like uh, Jenny or girls like Jenny Butler and Vlad Sedler opening up the curtain and running down to the ring. And I'm like, well, you know, we got good traction on that Royal Rumble talk last week. So let's add a little baseball to it this week. So really excited about this segment that we're going to do today. We're going to dive real deep, man. There's going to be 30, 30 members of this Royal Rumble today. It's a 30-man Royal Rumble. It's a total showdown of showdowns. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be badass, intense, epic, lit, ill, whatever decade you prefer for slang, then use the slang for this event. I think it's going to be fun. We're doing 30, guys. They will enter. I'll explain the whole thing when we get to the Royal Rumble. But first, of course, we thank you for listening and watching. We had a lot of great feedback on our debut episode of 2022 last week, so thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel subscribe that's always fun you got the banner below it tells you where to go if you're watching us through a different medium beyond youtube youtube.com slash blossom podcast two l's two z's utah boom give me two bingo and deary how you feeling right now it's another week we're one step closer to the baseball season one step further from any type of deal i Posted a video earlier this week on my Twitter about this account called Baseball Doesn't Exist. Do you ever watch these videos on YouTube? No. Yeah, it's called Baseball Doesn't Exist. It's a whole thing. It's got 200, he's got 238,000 subs. I mean, oh, he has grown this thing. This is a baseball channel only, dearie. Baseball only. Okay. And he's got 238,000 subs, and he's done it in less than two years because I, last I checked, he started the channel during the pandemic ish time, like 2020. So, Baseball is still popular because this guy's making it happen. And I watched his video he put out on Monday about why there will be no season in 2022. No you know, season very, at all. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It was real matter of fact and bottom line with the title. Oh, shit. That's it. It's over. There's not going to be a season, which I, I thought that they were going a little bit overboard with that. But that's what you do. You want to get people to click on your shit. You got to make it as hyperbolic and as intense as possible. But he also put together good videos, so his editing's outstanding, and he does the work. And he made a great comparison, Deary, about how the tensions of 1994, which we both lived through, we were both 14-ish, we were in our te- early teens, yep. and the tensions of today are very similar. Interesting. What do you think of that? Um, I don't. I guess I like. I remember like it happening back in '94, but I guess I wasn't as tuned in. I mean, all we had was Sports Center back then. We didn't have millions of podcasts, and I don't think there was like yeah, but baseball that, radio. Sports Center was really good this. back then. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking Sports about? Sports Center delivered us top-notch, like detailed breakdowns of highlights, and we got tons of information. Was, yeah, was, I just don't remember like you know. I mean, was Carl Ravitch and Dan Patrick sitting there talking about the lockout? They probably were, but I wasn't paying attention. And baseball was more popular back then. I just so they discovered got even my more dick back then, so. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'll give you, okay, I'll let you pass because you found your dong. But beyond that, I mean, baseball was covered very well by ESPN at the time. The strike was people who were pissed. Everybody was pissed. And there was tons of tension and rage. I'm going to want some cocktail. And fruit. What? No, I don't want any fruit. <laughs> I don't know. Wrong button. Classic wrong button, guys. Do you know what that noise is, Deary? Any idea what that is? It's a video game. Is it Blades of Steel when you score? That's good. That's very good. It's definitely a video game. One more time. Yeah! It's a tough one. 
It's you just tough. got so many quiz questions for me today, and I'm just making me look like an I know. idiot. I know. I'm sorry. It's from Madden 94, Sega oh. Genesis style. Whenever you did something dumb, <sighs> but it's so digitized and shitty now. It sounds hilarious to me. Anyways, my point is the tensions from 94 are very similar to today. They are both on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of what both sides want beyond money. There's a lot of other shit going on here, and baseball doesn't exist. Did a pretty good job of breaking that down. I just thought the title was a bit hyperbolic. And he, he labels it, there will be no baseball in 2022. <laughs> but at the end of the video, Deary, he says, well, this could all end tomorrow, and then we'll all forget about it as long as there's 162 games. So, you know, fuck it. He's, do, he's just doing what people do. They walk full. They walk both sides of the line. I, I walk the line. I can't even think about what it would be like if we, there was no season. That would be really depressing. What would I do? Follow MLS soccer? <laughs> Jasper's here. Jasper, man, I never see you on the main show. So good to see you, my friend. We also do the Prospects show, which we do every Tuesday afternoon around 5-ish with Phil because he lives in Ireland. He's got to go to bed. And Jasper's always there for that. Jasper, so good to see you here on the main event show with me and Deary. Talking live, we got the Royal Rumble coming up as our main event tonight. But, you know, the undercard is usually how these events go. And right now we're doing the undercard, Deary. Yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah, it was always some like crappy match. It was like Hillbilly Jim versus like Junkyard Dog. There's going to be a lot of uh, old <laughs> WWF wrestlers mentioned tonight, but it's probably yeah. going to be strictly from like 85 to like 91, 92. That was kind of the prime for us in terms of our uh, wrestling action. Uh, I wasn't too much into that attitude era that happened after that. I was kind of out on wrestling by then. So, yep, I completely agree with you. The whole like The Rock and. All of a sudden, there was tits everywhere, like tons of girls <laughs> were almost naked, which, of course, you know, I have a dong and I like women, so I'm I'm not a moron, but I, I wasn't into that. It didn't. I'm a Miss Elizabeth guy. She was more classy, you know, elegant, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman. Tragedy, what happened to her? Died in 2003, overdosed from drugs. She was abused by a macho man, which is not cool, macho man. I know you're dead now, too, so apparently when you die, you get a pass from everything, but... You know, with me, dude, that was not cool. She was a sweet, sweet woman, and you fucked that up with your roids and your chaos. Yeah, but she moved on from him and went to Lex Luger, and uh, he he's the one that really fucked her up and got her, in, like, real deep into drugs. I don't know why. You know why I know That's true. That's a good point. You're right. I forgot about the Luger part. That kind of, yeah, Luger did some damage, too. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to talk more about that wrestling shit, I'm sure, just because, you know, we're morons. We also are older men, so we care more about, like, 1988, watching Saturday night's main event versus whatever the fuck happened in last year's Survivor Series. Any idea who the most famous wrestler in WWE is right now, Deary? Is John Cena still doing it, or is he strictly like a movie star now? <laughs> um, I know, I know some of these people. I, I like see their their names. Roman Roman Reigns. I think that's a guy. I don't know. Oh, I've heard that. Okay, I've heard that name too. Yeah, I think uh, that's something. Whatever, motherfucker. They don't have cool names like they did back in the day. Like. The narcissist and ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> hey, here we go, Jasper. Hawking animal. Legion of Doom. I know that one. That's an easy one. Although, I didn't know. Did Demolition have individual names? Axe and Smash. Ah, shit. Well done, dearie. That's impressive. I, I totally shit the bet on that one. That is so fetch. Okay, so, yeah, the undercards are never that fun, usually. And, dearie, by the way, I feel like the answer to the question is yes. I'm going to ask it anyways. You probably paid or your family paid, your parents paid for a pay-per-view growing up for wrestling, didn't they? 
No, we had a kid that played soccer with my brother. I, the name escapes me, but they had like all the Survivor Series and WrestleManias. I mean, there wasn't as many pay-per-views back then, but like there's like three to four like main ones. And uh, we'd always go over, go over, go over to his house on like, you know, Saturday night or Sunday afternoons when like WrestleMania would go on and we'd always watch him over there. So I don't think my parents were ever doing that. They did take us to the Joe one time for a wrestling event. And it wasn't that spectacular. I mean, we were in a box, but we were, you know, if you remember the old Joe, the boxes were way up at the top. So you couldn't see shit. Yep. I get that. You're tight in there, but Hey, you're watching a wrestling event. <laughs> never went to a live wrestling event ever. I just don't know why, but I never had the desire in the least. And Detroit is a very big hotspot. For those of you that don't know a lot about WWE, Detroit has had a lot. The big WrestleMania 3 was here. When the Giant was body slammed by Hulk Hogan at the Silverdome, 93,000 screaming fans. It was unprecedented. I know people who were literally were there for sure. Like, I've met at least 10 mm-hmm. people who were definitely there. So Absolutely. Was that 87? I believe. Yeah, yeah. 87, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. At the time, I was like, oh, it's a world record for a crowd. <laughs> IC8U. IC8U? What do you think that name is? I see. I see, ain't you? I sink. I see. I see. I see. I see. For the. <laughs> Those of you who are listening to the podcast, like, what the fuck are they doing? It's Bozo doing? Hour, man. <laughs> it's uh, this somebody here is asking a question on our live stream chat, which you can all do. We love getting the feedback in the live chat. That's what makes this show great. And the name of the person is IC8YOU. So just curious. Anyways, IC8YOU is so good to have you here. That's a new handle we haven't seen. That's a big, big moment for us. That usually gets us excited around here. That means we press the Gilbert Gottfried button. That's a good thing. Anyways, he says, how about Billy Jack Haynes versus Hercules Hernandez in the full Nelson battles? Holy shit. I don't know. I remember a guy named Billy Jack, and I do remember a guy named Hercules, but that's all I got. Yeah, they used to always do those, like, prop matches where it was, like, a ladder match or, like, the retirement match. Uh, Yeah, full (laughs) Nelson match. I was was a big fan of the steel cage matches. I think at WrestleMania 2, they had Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. That was a real fun one. Yeah, King Kong Bundy. Was that the guy who had all the back hair, or was that Gorilla something? No, Gorilla uh, Monsoon's no, that was, announced. That was George the Animal Steel. George the Animal Steel. The, Thank you very the much. Detroiter, by the way, who coached high school football, I believe, in Westland. No shit. Well, how about that? That's a fun one. About- You're going to learn a lot about 80s and early 90s wrestling tonight. <laughs> shocking. Shocking. But, hey, you got to go for it. And we should all cheer like everybody cheered when Hogan slammed Andre the Giant 1987. <laughs> I don't know how much people hate that sound yet. We'll find out. Jasper says, Roddy, Roddy Piper was one of my favorites. Of course, Jasper. Yep. We're big Roddy fans over here, especially for his seminal work. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia, where he was hilarious. <laughs> so hilarious. Good, what is that, a bucket of chestnuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. Oh, so is good, oh, man. Mr. Maniac, Mr. Maniac. Mr. Maniac. Oh, you kids. You good kids. You remind me of my boys. Oh, you got kids, Maniac? <laughs> no, no. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> That's a good one. Check that one out. Uh, rest in power, Mr. Piper. 
Rest in power, Piper. That sounds like a song. Rest in power, Piper. All right, so let's get into the housekeeping as always. We'd like to say thank you and let you guys know what's going on in the world of the Palazzo Podcast. Uh, actually, by the way, I feel like people missed it. I'm going to do it one more time. I won't do it again. But I want to play people our new intro because it's only like 10 seconds long. Now that we have more listeners and viewers live, here you go. Checked out this doozy that took me 10 seconds to make. Can you name that sound? Deary is thinking it over or else he just forgot about it. Doesn't know the answer. What is that sound? So I'll give you guys some more time to give me the answer. Drop your answer in the live chat, please. So it's business time. And as usual, we like to take care of business by telling you what's happening in the Palazzo Podcast realm. We've got not a lot happening beyond the fact that we're excited for the Palazzo Podcast Invitational Part 2. Give me two, Utah, right? That's going to be fun. Utah, give me two. We're going to do that in February. So when the link goes live, we're doing it on NFBC, just like we did last year. If you missed last week's show, we kind of covered the details on this. Same deal. Draft champions, draft and hold, 50 rounds, do or die. Deary doesn't love it. Uh, I don't love it either, but it's still a level playing field. We're all playing under the same rules, right, Deary? I'm just a baby. Wait! I'm a baby sometimes, too. I get it. I understand. But I do. It happens. I want to say that whoever wins will dictate next year. Just like we said last week, whoever wins again could dictate the format. Richard Sands is the current champion, and he is going to dictate what we do. He wants to play a draft and hold. We're playing a draft and hold. So when that link goes live, make sure you're following us. Plausible Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. Utah. And then you're also following the YouTube channel. Everywhere else, our Instagram. I've tried to put some more Instagram posts recently. I don't know. Just fucking follow us and just pay attention. Put a, spread the word. Spread the word on Palazzo Podcast, please. Doesn't take much work. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Send out the links to your friends. Come on. A lot of us out there on Twitter. A lot of people in the community. We're a fun show. Check us out. Go, Deary. Go, Deary. Woo, I like it, man. Yeah. Aim high, Willis. Aim high. All right, so that'll be fun. Stay tuned for the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. Uh, I have the trophy guy here in Livonia. He's working on it, so it is going to happen, believe it or not. I'm excited for that. We will present that to Richard. I'm going to drive to Richard's house in person and hand it to him. Wherever he lives in America, I will drive there. <laughs> where is Rich from? I don't know where Richard lives exactly, but I'm driving. I think he might live in California. <laughs> you ain't driving. It'd be a hike. Oh. Take, take days. Yeah, it would. I mean, that, I could make a whole I'll, thing. I'll out fly. Of it. I know you don't like to fly. I'll fly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so I flew to Arizona for first pitch last year with Leanne, so I can fly. I believe. I did better. No, yeah. can't sing R. Kelly, dude. That's can't. Why I stopped? What are you doing? I started and then I stopped. Oh, okay. Right. Good man. Fly Good like man. an eagle, Steve Miller Band. Let's do that one. Oh, that's a great song. It got kind of appropriated and blown out by the post office. Because they used it for a commercial for a while. But otherwise, classic tune. Love Steve Miller. Steve Miller's underrated. He learned from the best. He was a big Les Paul fan. Big into blues and jazz. And he was a talented dude. Very underrated in terms of classic rock. You don't hear people talk about how much they love Steve Miller much. I mean, 
I saw Steve Miller probably like every summer from like, I don't know, 96 to like 2000. Every summer at Pine Knob, he would. He traveled. Yeah. There. He toured he like a month. there every summer. Hey, we're going to see Petty. We're going to see Steve Miller. Yeah, that's about it, man. I love Steve Miller, though. Couldn't name an album besides the greatest hits. Well, why doesn't he get the credit, though? Seems like he doesn't. He should be in the pantheon of legendary status. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbest thing ever, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't care about that thing at all. I know you guys don't care about what I care about, so I'll move forward. I want to make sure that uh, Baseball Pods... Is not hearing anyone complain too much. Although I did tell baseball pods in a chat this week that I would uh, talk about the zits on my ass for 10 minutes straight. So that will start now. Next 10 minutes, I'm going to complain about the zits on my ass for 10 minutes. Are you ready, Deary? No, thank you. You can just show yours. Okay, we won't. I could. I, I don't. Are we allowed to show our butts on YouTube? Is that bad? We get in trouble? some noxema. Yeah, I need butt zema. I don't have any butt zema, and I need some. <laughs> Uh, FTN Draft Guide is available. I wrote an article in it, a piece, if you will, a big piece about head-to-head drafting. And you are drafting out there. I know you all are. You're playing in head-to-head. So get your ass to Mars and make sure that you get the FTN 5-Tool Draft Guide. Not just me. Jenny Butler and SP Streamer. And, of course, Vlad Sedler leads the charge. These are all badasses. Incredible amount of badasses. So... Go to FTNFantasy.com and get that thing because it's not a physical thing either. It's just a PDF. So you don't have to carry it around like a backpack or something. And then the YouTube channel. Keep subbing, guys. We're getting close to 200. I love y'all for that. Thank you so much. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. You Utah, drill. give me two. Drilled it into your brains. No mas. Yep, that's it. That's the last time I do that. I promise. Okay. So that's pretty much it. Uh, anything else we haven't covered? New followers, we welcome you and thank you. Deary, uh, anything you want to mention to uh, clear up the tidy, tidy business of housekeeping? No, we're good. Uh, I, I want to thank uh, Zach, Zach Waxman from uh, Great White North for inviting me to the Battle of the Pods uh, fantasy. Oh, yeah, so league. you're in. I am in League Two. So I heard that there was talk, anyways, about. Any podcast that had two people in it with double representation would have to share a team. Did he mention anything about that? No. Huh? no send me the okay. invite last night. So Good. Great. Maybe I'm, we will be battling for the overall. That's fine with me. I'm totally down for that. I'm excited about that. I just want to make sure there was no crisscross miscommunication. Crisscross. Crisscross, Amiga. Joe. I dressed up for crisscross for Halloween one year. I dressed up with my buddy Dave. Uh, We both had to wear our clothes backwards. It's not much to dress up. (laughs) Yeah, you just turn your pants around, right? Yeah, I had an Oakland Athletics jersey that I put on backwards, and then uh, you know some (laughs) Bud Zima, Bud Zima, Zima. Who remembers Zima? Oh, so I was saying Nox Zima, like I needed Zox Zima for my ass, but he's turning it into Bud Zima that you. Butt chug Zima. I would not recommend butt chugging Zima, guys. Don't do that. Butt chugging, yeah. There was a crisis across the nation. College campuses everywhere were in a state of shock. It was an epidemic. A little after our time. It's a doozy. It certainly was a doozy. Patrick, good to see you, my friend. Happy New Year. How the hell are you? How uh, excited are you about the Guardians this year? I mean, Detroit versus... Deary, we should go to the first ever Tigers versus Guardians game. I'm in, man. Yeah. We'll go to Cleveland or Detroit. I'm in. 
Well, I know Patty lives in Toledo, so yeah, he's a Tigers guy, really. But I just think of Ohio and I think of the Guardians because they're a new team now. It's a new day, and they have one of the shittiest owners in all sports. And that's coming from somebody who lives in Detroit, where the Lions are owned by the Fords. The worst. That's ever. strong, strong statement, is it not? Oh, it's a, it's a very, very bold. Good God, you poor guardian bastards. All right, let's get into leading off. Patrick says, go Tigers. That's right, Tigers season. We're so excited. You know, the lockout's finally over. They got the deal done. We can't wait for the season to start. We have so much enthusiasm right now. Yeah, that's a lie. So anyways, Deary, and leading off today, it's simple. I wanted to cover one aspect of something. I am done with ADP right now. Not forever, but for right now. I listened to a podcast recently that was done by the esteemed Jake and Dave of Rotosaurus. And they're good. They do the High Stakes Heat podcast. They're known as the High Stakes Heat Pod, but they're also Rotosaurus. I don't know, it's confusing. Anyways, it's Jake and Dave. We've had them on the show last year. You know who they are, right, dear? Absolutely. Cleveland guys, right? Fun times in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. By the way, on the Friends of Fantasy Benefits show that Dave from Rotosaurus does with Justin Mason, who we love here, apparently they've been doing this intro because Dave's from Cleveland about Cleveland. It's the song on YouTube. If you've ever seen it, it's a mockery. It's like a funny song about fun times in Cleveland, but they're saying a lot of depressing, like, <laughs> like funny things. I thought they're really funny. Like, uh, like all our fish have AIDS or just dumb shit like that. You know, our, our economy's based on LeBron James. That one was really good. That one made me laugh a lot. Cause that really was the case. But at Remember least we we're to not that? Detroit is what it says at the <laughs> and end. And it ends with, at least we're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. At any rate, I guess Justin said, uh, got some disappointing, or not disappointing, but a lot of feedback that it really was disrespectful. So that song has been removed from the intro to the Friends with Fantasy Benefits podcast. Wow. Which, when okay. I fired up their pod the other day, I was surprised. And I know I'm bleeding pods here together, which I apologize for. Do you remember when we went to the Tigers-Guardians game? Well, back then, there were the Indians. In 2010, we did the doubleheader, Tigers and Pearl Jam, on Mother's Day 2010. And it really was, the economy felt like LeBron James was everything. There was a big thing of him, like the Barry Sanders poster we used to have in the 90s in downtown Detroit. And it was just like LeBron James or bust there 24-7. Yeah, I remember it well. It was May I believe it was May 5th. Maybe it wasn't. It was, it was the May day. 12, May 12th, maybe. You know, it, was, it was Mother's Day. We were in Cleveland. Yes. It was a little chilly. We are up in uh, left field there. Max Scherzer pitched. Max Scherzer, who got sent down after the game. Yep. Fucking sent Max Scherzer was. Toledo Mad right Max was that. sent down. Uh, yes. Matt is here. Hey, Matt Williams, what up? Turn two. Make sure you subscribe right there. He's got a new YouTube channel he's busting out. Matt is a Mets fan who is now rooting for Mad Max Scherzer. And there was a time where me and Deary and our good friends, we watched as Max got shelled by the Guardians and then sent down to the Miners the next day in 2010. It's crazy, Deary. Yeah, and then I think he was up maybe two, three weeks later, and then it started. Then he really started honing in and became one of the best pitchers of the last 15 years. Yep. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. So it begins. That's exactly what happened, dude. I completely agree with you. And he was, God, he needed that. He just needed that quick. What do you think? We don't know exactly what happened, but what do you think? He just went down there and just, you know, got his shit straight for a week or two. He was like, okay, I'm ready now. Because he really, really took off after that. Yeah, it was really odd. I mean, certainly he always had the talent when he came over from Arizona and he'd had some, you know, some decent starts. I, th- I think what he really started to hone in after that was his change up. His control oh, got tight. a lot better because he was kind of all over the place. He got hit hard and then he just kind of honed in on that, you know, strikeout pitch of that change up that is just legendary now. So uh, credit to the uh, pitching coach staff down in uh, Toledo for writing Max Scherzer and making him a Hall of Famer. By the way, Matt used the word howdy, which is just hilarious right here. Howdy. I think howdy. I think howdy duty. I think white doll. What, what the fuck was howdy duty? I think white people. What was howdy duty? Wasn't it like a variety show in like the 50s, 60s maybe? I I have no I idea. Do. I don't know. Call, call grandma. Call grandma? Howdy duty. How- <laughs> it's, so, it's so white. It's the whitest thing ever. What is whiter than fucking Howdy Doody? White people don't even know what it is. I have no idea what it is. At any rate, that was also a memorable day, not just because the Tigers lost. We sat in the left field, right by the drum guy, by the way, out there in Cleveland. Dun, 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 dun. It got really old. It got really old. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was annoying as Didn't hell. Yeah. What, what yeah, dedication, really was, though? Man. That guy's been doing that for like 30 years. It's unbelievable dedication. If we could bottle the passion and the motivation, dedication, the desire that the fucking drum guy from Cleveland had, holy shit. Every, not just every at bat, every pitch, right? Wasn't it every pitch? Think about the man hours that he had to put in. You're going to every game, like anywhere from two and a half hours to three hours for a game. Jesus. Like, did he ever get sick of himself? Maybe he was he was just on like hardcore psychedelics <laughs> or something. <laughs> he was in a trance. He was just in a trance every time he went to a game. So he time was not linear to him. He just only thing he knew if he saw a pitcher put his foot on the rubber and get set that he had to start banging that drum. That's the only thing he focused on. Oh, that's great! It's a doozy. <laughs> that's so funny. Go Tigers! All right. So the other thing that's memorable about that day, I'm taking way too long to get this out. Yes, the Tigers lost. We saw Pearl Jam the night. Great show. My first Pearl Jam show ever. That was awesome. And it was Mother's Day. Correct. But the fourth thing is Dallas Braden threw a perfect game that That's day. That's right. Yeah, we watched it in the hotel in between uh, going to the Tigers game and uh, heading over to uh, what was the name of the field house that, the, uh, that Cleveland was back then? Where the That's Cavs just played. Quicken Loans Arena. Quicken Loans, yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah, That's right. Dallas Braden threw a no-hitter. A perfect, yeah. Was you it did. a perfect game? What did, you, what did you have, a few drinks this morning? Well, well, one, not this nine. morning, but definitely like, that I night. I think you did, didn't definitely, you? Yeah, definitely that night, yeah. Yeah, Dallas Braden, we sat in the, we were in between the game and the show, and we were at the hotel, and Dallas Braden was just finishing up an, a perfect game, which is one of the most rare things you will ever see. Yeah, wild. Very strange, because he wasn't a very good pitcher. I mean, he was, him and Mark Burley, didn't Burley throw the perfect game, or did he throw a no-hitter? Burley threw Burley threw a perfect game and a no hitter, I believe, in his career. Oh, and call up Mike. They're both Mike the kind of similar know. pitchers. Remember the guy? Had, Burley, oh, I definitely remember the guy. Better, Burley had a far better career. I mean, Burley's a borderline Hall of Famer. <laughs> Damn! 
Borderline Hall of Famer. That, I would argue about that, but I don't want to waste time. I will tell you this. I definitely remember Phil Humber threw a perfect game for the White Sox. Phil Humber! That is the all-time perfect game guy for me. Phil Humber. What a name. Hey, good job, Phil Humber. You threw a perfect game. Never heard from again. How did he ever make it that far with that name? I feel like he would get shit on for some reason. It just seemed like a guy who would get a lot of shit for a name in a world of athletics, which could be, it could be pretty tough. You got to have some thick skin to make it that far. But Phil persevered. He kept his head down. Just said, you know what? I'm going to make this thing happen. I don't care how many times people make fun of my name for being humber. I I used to know a guy, his last name was who shit. No, no way. Hans, <laughs> Hans, who shit. <laughs> That is hard to believe. He, he pronounced believe it. You. He pronounced it hush it, but I think it was who. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny it to me. Why is that hilarious? Wild. Genius, genius, genius. Hans, who shit, man, that's so funny. We're gonna get all in your face and point out your faults. Anyways, yeah, we're pointing out way too many faults. So my original point here, I don't know how the hell we ended up here. I was talking about ADP. No ADP for me. And I'm going to implore you guys. Oh, that's what it was. High stakes heat. The Rotosaurus guys. They had on this great dude who apparently is a big time money winner. And he plays high stakes, like high, high stakes in NFBC, which is apropos because the podcast is called High Stakes Heat. So that works out. But this guy, he made it very, very clear that he does not want to look at ADP because even if we try to ignore it, it infects your brain. You know, it's a virus that gets in there. You think you have ignored it. You're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not worried about ADP. I don't care what happens. But it's unavoidable it, once you start diving into it, right? It, it's, I mean, it's constant. I mean, last year when we were really diving deep into draft season last year, we every show is, what's his ADP? What's his ADP? What's his, what's his next? <laughs> I, I like to use ADP as more of like Child, a barometer please. of like where I can start with things. But like, if you can create your own projections in the first place and get your own rankings, your own tiers, I think you're going to be better off. Don't be too That's influenced what he does. by what everybody else is doing. It's a lot of work, but I think it'd be really beneficial in the end because you're not getting these outside influences that could really change how you may draft. That's what he does, dearie. He makes his own rankings and projections. He doesn't want ADP to influence it at all. He'll dive into ADP, but not until he's done his own analysis and created his own foundation of how he sees the player pool first. It's key. You don't want to use those Yahoo rankings? <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> and you want me to change? Fuck you! Yahoo will never change, that's for sure. No disrespect to Yahoo. We grew up on Yahoo. I love Yahoo. I will always love Yahoo. I'll ride or die for Yahoo just because they are an easy access point. They get people into the game, man. Yahoo is a place where people get into fantasy baseball. They get into sports for the first time. So that's a good thing. So any Yahoo hate is just for highfalutin assholes who think they know more or they're holier than thou. Like, oh, I play a high six. You know, get out of here. Get out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> spin it. Yeah. No spin zone here. Okay. Uh, you know, I feel bad I just said that, though. As soon as you say no spin zone, people might think I'm a Bill O'Reilly fan or something. Now I feel like an asshole. What does that mean? What? Was that attached to Bill O'Reilly? I'll fucking do it live. <laughs> yeah. You, that was his thing. The no spin zone with Bill O'Reilly. It seriously was his thing. I'm not... 
And it's so lame now. It's because he literally spun the world on his finger. So, all right, we're talking way more about that stuff than we ever need to on this show. It's something we don't do because we don't care. Because we know what really matters. Baseball, friendship, music, good times, Mother's Day, perfect games. That's the stuff that life is all about. It really is. You haven't lived a life until you've lived it, damn it, because it's not a life. I'm telling you that now. So, ADP, I'm not in it. And I don't know when I'll get into it going forward because, dearie, we don't know when the season will start, and I want to make sure I'm setting my base. I did a draft last week. That was a fun thing. You guys will see it next week. It's uh, It'll be, a, I can't say any more than that, but you'll see it. You won't miss it. I'm also doing a, uh, I'm doing a presentation for PitchCon. Next week is PitchCon, which is a thing by Pitchers List. It's a four-day event. It's a charity-focused fundraiser, but it has tons of, Four days worth of baseball, fantasy baseball coverage. And I'm going to be doing a uh, presentation all by myself. So we'll see how it goes, dearie. That sounds good. Do you know what you're presenting on, or is that a secret? I do. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say or not, but I do. I definitely, I I recommended it, and I didn't know if they would accept it, but they did accept it. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm surprised. And, yeah, we'll see what happens, you know. I don't know. Cool. Good luck to you. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. Sure. All right. We're talking about practice. Yeah, this is all just practice for the big game. All right, so ADP, trust me, guys. If you really, really want to win money and be a big-time moneymaker in any league you play in, you're going to set aside ADP and build your own foundation first. That is my absolute wisdom. I feel so certain about this, so confident what I'm saying. Please trust me on this one. And then the next part of leading off is... Me and Deary are morons. So the reason we're <laughs> morons is because we we joined this dynasty league courtesy of Robbie Baseball from the Dingers podcast, which you guys should all be listening to. If you play dynasty and you're not listening to Ty and Robbie on the Dingers podcast, then you are a moron. And you're going to join me and Deary in the moron crew because there's a lot of rules in this dynasty league. And we, Deary texted me two nights ago because we've had a dispersal draft going on. So we're dispersing. All the owners that left, there's seven new owners, including me and Deary. And we have to pick all the players. And one thing we didn't realize is you also pick the picks, the draft picks for the upcoming prospect draft. I totally missed that, Deary. And you asked me about it the other night. And I'm like, what? Huh? What's happening? I had read something in the group chat about it. I did not understand it whatsoever. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let me just see if they can just continue to talk about this. And there's this great group chat's been going on for three days now. And it's wild because it's like every five <laughs> minutes that I'm getting a notification on, on the phones, which is fine because I'm learning a lot about, you know, it's a salary cap, 30 team dynasty, minor leaguers, dispersal draft. But it's the one thing I, we, neither of us really could get a grasp on was these draft picks. And you had to, Basically, there's a minor league draft, and you need to be able to select these picks in the dispersal draft from the seven teams. And the question was asked maybe three or four times, and Robbie did a great job explaining it, but I still didn't fucking understand it at all. Not Robbie's fault at all, but it seemed like everybody else that were brand new to this league knew exactly what it meant. And then finally, I think we got to the sixth or seventh round in this dispersal draft, and someone picked Pittsburgh. First round of the minor league draft, pick number one. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't understand. And then there was talk of like it being a bundle, that you were picking a bundle. And then I'm like, okay, if you pick Pittsburgh, are you getting all of their picks? I, I, I still am not 100% positive. I think I've done it right. I, I did take 
a first round <laughs> pick at some point in like the ninth or tenth round, like it's the twenty sixth pick, but uh, it's real wild, man. <laughs> you said it beautifully. You stated everything so clearly. And I've played Dynasty for quite a bit now. I've been playing Dynasty for a few years. I played Keepers forever. You yeah. know, Keeper game, but this is another level. And the only thing I would say is I think it's a teachable moment. I really do. It may sound cheesy. Oh, it's a teachable moment. Well, it really is. Having all the information organized in a way that is clear cut is crucial. And that and this is not Robbie's fault. We I love Robbie. He's the man. We love Robbie. Thank you for having us in the league. We're not shitting on you. We know how hard it is to be a commissioner too, right, Deary? So, Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he's not the only commissioner of this league. Uh, from my understanding, it's him and at least two other guys that are trying to, you know, oh, figure really? out all of this stuff. And, and the draft right now, it's not like it's happening on the Fantrax app or anything. The draft is happening through a group me chat, and we each all have an Excel document with all the players that are available and all the draft picks that are available. So it's it's, it's That's been, the hard it's, part. It's been real wild. And then, you know, you have other – you know, new owners within this league. And it's also a salary cap. So it's like some guys that are prospects are being picked and other guys that like, I have no idea like how this salary, like if I'm going to have enough money when I get to the season, because then there's going to be an auction of all the free agents. I think I'm sitting at like $81 million right now. I have 130 more to spend. It's so complicated to try to figure out. It's going to be a great teaching teachable moment for us. So thank you for teaching us, Robbie. And we are the brand new learners. I just hope I don't. Thank you for teaching us. Don't give up on me, Dad. I just, I just hope I don't completely fall on my face. But thank you very, very much for inviting us to this. I, I am excited about it. (laughs) I think. Oh God, man, so funny. My salary is already in big, big trouble. I've put some big bucks (laughs) on this dispersal draft, and we're only like eleven picks in. Yeah, I, I spent you know twenty nine million for Acuna. I'll spend that anytime, anytime, of course. Yeah, I spent twenty nine on Trey Turner. So exactly. But that's not the risk. The risk is Gliber Torres. His salary in this league is up to $26 million, I think it was. So that is my biggest risk. I love Gliber, though. I'm expecting good things going forward. I'm not worried about him as a player. I'm just worried about the money involved. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's guys like Paul Goldschmidt who's still out there because he's $35 million, and no one is drafting him. They just want him to be a free agent and go into the auction. Oh, hey, look, I'm literally on the clock right now. What do you know? Don't don't make your pick, (laughs) Mr. Podcast Guy. Don't do it. (laughs) That's so funny. I've been, yeah, this is no time. There's no clock in this slow draft dispersal. So Guys are chomping at the bit, People have been getting antsy about it. (laughs) Yeah. People are very motivated and excited to pick. And things happen. Life is happening. I'm not just sitting there. I'll tell you this. As long as it's taken me to pick a few times, and I've been shit on before for how long it takes me to draft in slow drafts. This is not the first time I've ever heard this, so I'm cool with it. I really am. But there's nothing going on right now where I'm like, oh, I'm just kicking my feet up. I'm playing some video games and zoning out. That is not why I'm not making my picks. I'm, I'm really busting my butt right now. So please know, everybody in that league, the player to be named later, Dynasty League, it's not personal. And I'm trying very, very hard. <laughs> I think you're doing just fine. Look, there's no clock on it. It's not like you're taking 38 hours to make a pick. Sure, it could be five, six hours between picks, but you're a busy man. You got a lot going on. I mean, I would be waiting eight, nine hours to pick if I wasn't doing the shit at work. (laughs) It's a fun league. I'm excited, though. It is cool. It's fun to do the dispersal. 
And to make the decision, see teams that are going heavy prospect or heavy, hey, I want to win now. Like, you don't have to wait. You don't have to build a team of prospects when you take over a team and start fresh with the dispersal draft, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, there's a lot of really good players out there. I think there was six or seven top 50 players. Exactly. So why not try to win? I just think there's a tendency in Dynasty. Hey, it's a new thing, Dynasty. Prospects everywhere. Let's just start over. You don't have to. You could just dive right in, try to win, win now. Or maybe people think, hey, people love prospects. I'm going to get all the prospects and I'll trade them for assets that will allow me to win now. So it's fascinating. That's why Dynasty, to me, is blowing up. It's only going to get bigger. I really see it as the the avenue. Redraft is dying, dearie. It's Dynasty heavy and it's DFS, best ball, draft and hold stuff where there's no fab. I think fab is dying. I do. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, last year, once we you know started doing a lot of more stuff on NFC, um, I started introducing it to some of our friends. You started introducing it to some of our friends. Hopefully it clicked with them. It's something that they're more interested in. But yeah, the best balls. I've always enjoyed, you know, uh, deep keeper leagues, you know, anywhere from, you know, 15 to 20 guys. But I was always looking for like a dynasty salary cap, huge minor league roster. And this is it right here. This is cream of the crop. So I'm really, really excited to see how it goes. Me too. Yeah, me too. Very much. But uh, the way the world is shifting in fantasy baseball, fantasy baseball is very much alive. It very much is. Even though baseball is trying to kill itself, there is a lot of opportunity and excitement and a lot of different ways to play, and the formats are growing. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Despite all the disappointment and frustration and some negativity related to the lockout, baseball still makes me feel pretty good, dearie. It does. Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite thing in the world. I love baseball. Ever since I was six years old, it's been my favorite activity to play and watch. And now fantasy, <laughs> it's great. I love it. All right, so that, I do. Yeah, I, yeah, I miss beautiful. playing. Yeah, I got I, I'll be honest. I miss playing. Are you okay? I, I miss playing. Like you want to get out there and play the game yeah, physically. The, la- the last time, I still remember the last time I threw a pitch on a, on a mound. It was our alumni game, I think like eight, nine years ago. I remember that like last inning that I was pitching. I'm like, this could be the last time that I pitch competitively ever. And I got a little sad about oh, it. I, I took a moment yeah, and intense. enjoyed the moment and said, okay, all right, this is 20 some odd years of pitching right here and it's over. Wow, man. Well, that's no, that's tender, man. Shit. Uh, darn it. Bob Saget. By the way, I realize I'll, I'll going to try to work on the language of Ted. Baseball pods told me that he had the podcast on in his car with the kids in the back. And we were talking about the. <laughs> I when know. I said the dance looked like a jerk off last week, we talked about the circle jerks. I apologized on the show, and he said the kids were literally in the back when I said, sorry, kids, if you heard that, which just made me laugh. <laughs> sorry, yeah, uh, we, Mr. We Baseball get a little Bots. out of control sometimes. Yeah. Some say that ball still hasn't come down. <laughs> that is a – I know exactly what that is. Do you know what that is, Derek? No. That's from – Oh, is that a major league? Nope. I think well, I think it's from Eight Men Out. Oh, I don't like Eight Men Out. What? Yeah. Why not? We can talk about this another time. I'm just not a big fan. Okay, fine. Maybe it's DB Sweeney. Maybe I'm not a big DB Sweeney fan. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was poor casting to cast him as Shoeless Joe Jackson in Eight Men Out, but it's still a really well done movie about a true story. John Cusack, Charlie Sheen, great cast. It's got John Mahoney playing. Uh, the, the real-life manager, what's his name? The kid, Kid Gleason. So, it's a great movie. 
it's, it's well done. But the movie ends with like this post kind of epilogue, I guess. Is it called an epilogue, right? Like postscript. Epo- yeah, yeah epilogue. an epilogue. Like after the fact, where Chulis Joe's just playing in some dump because he's been banned from baseball for life. And these guys are talking about, is that him? You think that's him? Because it would be shocking that Shoeless Joe's at this dump of a baseball field playing baseball right now. And I feel he's like in that's the corn- what Patrick's he's, referring to. He's in the cornfields of Iowa. I, I could be mistaken this, Patrick. I either that or it's a reference to that. That scene was parodied more than once, including by Married with Children with Al Bundy. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know, Patrick. You tell oh, me what up, is that Patrick. from? Because if you're if Major League's right, dearie, then I'm the douchebag. I'm the fool here. I apologize. I could be totally mistaken. So, anyways, this is a plausible podcast. Woo! Two L's, two Z's on Twitter, Utah, or YouTube. Give me two of the channel. Yes, we love the live stream. We love having you here. Keep the comments rolling. Ask questions. Ask anything. Say anything random. Doesn't matter who you are or how you feel about anything. If you want to keep it secret, you could DM me and Deary offline privately. Slide into our DMs. See Deary nineteen ninety nine. That's D E A R Y. Dearly beloved, right? Or is a uh, Deary beloved? I think is Yancey said. Wasn't that Yancey who said that? So, yep, Deary beloved. Deary beloved. Uh, Patrick says Deary, that was you. For that last pitch. <laughs> I actually pitched pretty well in that alumni game. I don't, I don't think I gave up a run. A couple hits. I had a couple strikeouts. I was going against some young kids back then. I was in my early 30s. And there's some kids that were like, you know, playing at like Oakland University. Guys that were like actual like Division two, Division three players that were 10, 12 years younger. Man, I pitched pretty well against them. I got a hit. In that, I got a hit in that game off a kid that was probably throwing uh, high 80s, low 90s. Wow. I showed up. That one is long gone. <laughs> Make sure you hit us up privately. Fantasy questions, life questions. Deary's married. He knows about married life. You could ask about that. I'm not married. I, you could ask me about not being married. Whatever it is, is on your mind. We're here to help. Mental health is important to us too. If you need someone to talk to, reach out. We don't just talk to talk. We walk to walk. We're both in recovery from varying addictions. We understand that very, very well, and we're not afraid to talk about it. We're very, very open and honest about it. So please hit us up in our DMs. MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R, C-D-R-E-1999. Robbie Baseball, our venerable commissioner of the Dynasty League, says, <laughs> Patrick Sandoval, tell me more. This is a reference to Deary, who selected Patrick Sandoval in our dispersal draft, correct? Yeah, Robbie and I talked. Robbie and I talked a little bit offline about Patrick Sandoval. I think we both have a little bit of love for him this year. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about that as the season that is supposed to come that isn't here drags on because we won't have baseball. I hope we do soon. We would all love to have baseball. We really, really would. Baseball doesn't exist. Says there might not be a season. So if he knows everything, we could be screwed. I don't know what's happening. All I know is we want baseball so we can talk about it. We can make money and be millionaires together. Woohoo! We're all going to win a main event before we die, dearie. I promise. That would be beautiful. Even if we can, let's see if we can do it together and share the wealth. Robbie says Cy Young Sandoval. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, the Robbie Ray of this year. I do believe, I don't know if it was this year or last year, Bloom Boards, <laughs> Ryan Bloomfield, who does his Bloom Boards on Twitter. If you don't, have Twitter and you're into baseball, Ryan Bloomfield's bloom boards are the only reason you need to be on Twitter and following him because he 
puts this information together. It's such a nice package that's organized with really good, unique information. It's not just your regular run-of-the-mill info there, data that you could find anywhere, right, dearie? It's really good stuff. And I, I always bookmark his Bloomboards tweets, which he hashtags, so you could search hashtag Bloomboards. It's like nothing I've ever seen. He puts a score to each pitcher, and he's got all these amazing factors that goes into it. It's it's really really a unique concept, and uh, you know what an intelligent genius guy to you know be able to put something together like the bloom boards. And yeah, if you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter just for Bloomfield's bloom boards. It's amazing. I love what that guy does. He does. It's fantastic. Definitely something you should stick around on Twitter for. You can make Twitter your own world. You can curate Twitter how you like it. Believe it or not, folks. A real, honest-to-goodness, fair reality on Twitter does exist. I've lived it. I've lived it for a while. It's shocking. But it does exist. It could happen to you. It could. All right. It's time now. <laughs> it's time to switch gears. We advertise and promoted this. It's our main event. No more undercard. Yeah, come It's time for the Bounce Back Royal Rumble. All the players that shit the bed in 2021 are back, and they want to claim the throne of being the best with the most opportunity possible to be the man, the king of the ring in 2022, dearie. What do you think's going to happen today? <laughs> like you said, it's going to be a total debacle. I'm here with Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse the Body Ventura, and we're going to see who can be the final man in the ring of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> You want to explain terrible. the rules of this, Michael? terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Just let yourself go. Just... <laughs> Try it. Do a little warrior? <laughs> no, you're right. We, that's a lot of energy to expend. <laughs> Anyways, we're on. It's time for the Royal Rumble, and we've got 30 men. And this is Deary's genius idea. I can't wait to see what happens. Every two minutes, we will have two new entrants coming into the ring. 30 men. Let me give you the list rundown here. Dear, we've got Glamour Torres, Michael Conforto, Zach Plesak, Luis Castillo, Kyle Hendricks, DJ LeMayhew, Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, Luke Voigt, Alex Bregman, Matt Chapman, Mike Trout, wow, Hugh Darvish, Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rendon, Eugenio Suarez, Ramon Laureano, Taylor Rogers, Anthony Santander, Andres Jimenez, Kevin Biggio, Will Myers, Alec Bohm, Kyle Lewis, Jeff McNeil, Steven Strasburg, Hunter Dozier, Victor Robles, Dylan Moore, and Patrick Corbin. Oh, doctor, this is going to be a doozy, dearie. I can tell you right now. It's a doozy. This is quite a roster. This is going to be a pretty high pay-per-view dollar value tonight, folks. Yeah, what do you expect to happen tonight, dearie? Who's going to take this down? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I got a list of guys I like, a list of guys that are, will be thrown off out of the ring over the top rope onto the concrete. Somebody from the crowd will be throwing a Diet Coke on top of them. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm super, super excited uh, for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> you have to do your voice like that. The Rumble. The Rumble. All right, so it's time. Our first two entries are making their way down the aisle right now. Hitting the ring with speed, precision, passion, and excitement. It's Gliber Torres versus Michael Conforto. 
Can you feel the energy in the air tonight, folks? Can you? How long can I do this voice for before I can't stand it anymore and my throat starts hurting? Yeah, are you going to be ready to do a pod tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Deer's going to be on Cinema 9. Totally, totally forgot to mention that at the top of the show. My bad. And I forgot to mention something else. Shit! God damn it. All right, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. We got to pause the Royal Rumble now. Sorry, I forgot to mention one. <laughs> Let's We're take a time out from the... Yeah, we'll be right back after these messages. Let's go over to Piper's Pit. <laughs> yeah, let's go over to Piper's Pit where there's a wonderful opportunity brewing. <laughs> Mental health. So Jared Perkins, who's from Major League University, he knows Austin Byler, who was on our show a couple weeks ago. Great episode. Strongly recommended. If you're looking for inspiration, you, you gotta be inspired after that episode. Check it out. But Jared Perkins is teaming up with the Fantrax Toolshed folks, Chris Clegg, and my guy Eric Cross. A lot of shout outs to all you guys. And they're doing this fundraiser, Dearie, and it's for mental health and it's called Active Minds. So I am going to put the link to the tweet here in our live stream chat so that you all can take a look at it, get involved. They're trying to help with mental health and people who need it and athletes and not just pro athletes. These aren't like, hey, the pro athletes in Major League Baseball need your help. This is not what that is at all. This is, as far as I can tell, just helping people who are athletes and improve mental health awareness and provide access and opportunity for those that need it, Deary. Excellent. So this is a complete dead stop from the Royal Rumble because it's the total opposite of the Royal Rumble. I don't Rumble. think they would ever do a PSA about mental health during the Rumble. They should, yeah. though. They really should. How many of those yeah. guys have concussions? They <laughs> really should. Or addicted to opioids or anything like that, alcohol. Damn right. Damn. Dude, dear, you said it, man. You're absolutely correct. Uh, apparently, Active Minds is the oldest national nonprofit organization encouraging students, students to speak openly about mental health with more than 400 student-run chapters on college and high school campuses across the United States. So that's what it is. So it's more than... I even know about. All I know is it's a good cause when Eric Cross and Chris Clegg and Jared Perkins get together on something. It's a fundraiser for mental health. Say no more, man. Go figure it out. Dive into it. Follow Jared. Follow Eric. Follow Clegg. Follow Active Minds. Get involved and make a difference and help them meet their fundraising goal of $5,000. Please and thank you. Easily attainable. Easily attainable. Yeah, we're going to do our part to... uh, be of service to those people because, you know, that's what we like to do here. We care about that stuff. All right. Thank you for stopping by Piper's Pit. Now let's send it back over to Bozo and Bozo for the continuation of the 2022 Fantasy Baseball Bounce Back Royal Rumble. I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no. I was waiting for, like, the Ultimate Warrior music again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Uh, Brian K. Rodman, my man. What up, Brian K.? He says, Gliber loves Baltimore. Raise the, not roof, the wall, bitches. <laughs> yeah, Baltimore. Gliber's going to have more problems with Baltimore having the adjustment to the fee fence. We talked about the fence. I just said fee fence. Fee fo fence. B-5-O-Fum, it seems I smell a fence-moval. What am I saying? Anyways, let's get back to the crew over there. Gliber Torres and Michael Conforto have been sitting in the ring for this entire break, waiting for this Royal Rumble to pick up. So, 
Yes, I know. That's our fault. So, as we see it, uh, who do you like right now? Uh, Gliber has Mr. Conforto in a headlock right now, and it looks like an eye gouge was denied. Uh, which of these players really has the best chance to bounce back in 2022 based on what you're reading, Deary? I'm going to go with Gliber Torres on this one. Uh, obviously, huge power outage in 20 and 21, three home runs in 20, only nine home runs last year in 21. Uh, last year was encouraging. He did have 14 stolen bases. Looking a little deeper into the numbers, his launch angle went down a bunch last, last year continuously had been an 18% average uh, going into last year. Last year, dropped down to 14. I think he's too talented not to have a bounce back. He's 25 years old. He may not hit 38 home runs again, but I think 20 to 25 home runs seems very reasonable for him. I think he's got the, the upper edge on Conforto right now. He's probably got him in a headlock, like you said. He's about to throw Conforto out. Of I don't know if you want to make a case for Conforto to come back Oh my goodness, you're right about that. As this battle rages on in the ring, Gliber Torres struggles with his bat, but he really took off with his feet. A career-high 14 steals in 2021. That's exciting. Deary, doesn't that excite you? Oh, that's huge. I mean, if, if you can get double-digit steals from him, that's just going to be really, really huge. K rate was, you know, right around the same, but yeah, the no power, the power outages was definitely difficult. To ISO stay. of 107. That's bad. He also had a career-low hard hit uh, rate as well. Um, it was a massive drop, about 8% drop from his previous uh, three years, if you add in 19, or 20 and 21. If you're a big-time advanced stats guy, his WRC Plus last year was 94. He couldn't even break 100. That is, well, holy cow, that is bad. I didn't even know it was that bad. That's Barrel percentage also dropped to 3.7%. He's a career 9%. Yeah. That's... That's pretty wild. Okay. Woo! Man, that is mind-blowing. Holy testicle Tuesday. So anyways, they're battling it out, and uh, we've got more people coming in. If he had his brothers, he'd be getting shit-faced right now on the north side. Luis Castillo laughs it off whenever he has a bad outing and just continues forth trying to be the best pitcher he can be. Here right now, we've got four men going crazy in the ring here. Who's going to take it between these two right now? Will either one of these guys have an impact on the current two, Glamour Torres and Michael Conforto? I will say Plesak gets to the ring. He is immediately suplexed over the top turnbuckle bashes his head on the concrete. There was a lot of love for Zach Plesek going into the season last year. Um, a lot of people took a lot of stock in what happened in 2020. Last year, 4.67 ERA. That K rate went all the way down to 6.31. Really the big difference between 20 and 21 is in 2020, his left on base percentage was 91%, which is really, really incredible. Last year, it dropped to 68%. He got hit real, real hard. I don't think Plesak is going to be able to stick in this ring too long. I think someone's going to throw him off Top rope and onto the concrete. Oh, there's a big move right there by Conforto. Conforto's bleeding from his left eye. Apparently, Gleyber Torres tried to throw him out of the ring, but in a chaotic fit of madness, he somehow slipped, fell over, and cracked his head open. Right now, he's unconscious on the mat, but that doesn't mean that he's out of the current Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble rules state that you must be thrown out of the ring if you were going to be eliminated. Is that correct, Deary? Still, that yes, is the... Yes, you, you can be on the other side of the ropes, but as long as you are still on the mat, you are not eliminated until both feet touch the ground. Oh, now, look at this. We got a new entry coming into the ring. This thing's getting more intense. Wow. It's Kyle Hendricks and DJ. 
who had been in this league for a long, long time. This is their very first Royal Rumble, dearie. And as we look in this ring, the chaos is getting crazier and crazier right now. We've got six men duking it out. Woo! One of these guys wants to be the king of the ring for 2022. All of these men shit the bed in 2021. Dearie, what can we expect now? Because Kyle Hendricks going to be the guy we've always known, the boring, average 3.80 ERA with the K9 of seven and a half, who keeps a whip low. I believe that Kyle Hendricks is going to stick around a long time in this Rumble tonight, folks. Not flashy. He's got a beautiful ringside girl next to him. He's going to be here from the opening six guys, possibly all the way to the end. I see a nice bounce back from him uh, this upcoming year. He's not going to give up the long ball. He's got an incredible changeup. I think Kyle Hendricks is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the ring tonight. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. This is getting dicey right now. DJ LeMayu is in a war for their lives right now with Michael Conforto. Oh, there it is, right off the bat. Oh, shocking. He just showed up, and he's already gone. DJ LeMayu's been thrown out of the ring, Gary. That is our first exit in this match. Well, DJ LeMayu, despite being thrown out and being the first person eliminated from the 2022 Bounce Back Royal Rumble, could he still bounce back in 2022? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been a guy who's been able to have a high batting average. Uh, power outage has been gone. He hasn't been able to steal bases since he left Colorado. I think he has a short bounce back, but, you know, tough night in the ring. So maybe he gets off to a slow start this year. Um, but he's not a guy that I'm going to be paying pretty high for. Um, we don't like to talk about ADB, ADP too much on this show. But, uh, you know, I think you're going to get a small bounce back. But you're not going to see what you saw in 1990. He's a career 300 hitter, though, dearie. How can you deny that? Well, without, I mean, what you're going to get, you could get some average and you can get some runs from him. I don't think you're going to see the power that we saw back in 19 since he, when he came over to New York. Um, so, depends what kind of value you're looking for. Oh, here it is. They just showed up. Wow. Hacksaw Jim Duggan and company is leading the charge for some reason for Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich, two of the most elite players in this entire Royal Rumble. These are two, two former MVPs, dearie. How can either one of these men lose this Royal Rumble? Well, it couldn't get any worse for Cody Pellinger last year. I mean, a 165 average in just 95 games. We all know it's been a health concern. He's been on the shelf for the last couple years with some injuries. You know, he had that, you know, left side issue. He had the rib out. He had shoulder surgery as well. It's like Bret Hart having a real difficult knee injury and trying to come back to face Shawn Michaels. So... I believe Cody Bellinger is a lot more healthy this year. He's going to stick around in the ring tonight. Give luck. Wow, there it is. That's a breakdown from two MVPs. These are definitely the highest status, the most elite players in the ring right now. Oh, there he goes. We've lost another one. It's shocking, but Zach Plesak is out of the ring after a wild attempt, a double team. Conforto and Luis Castillo teamed up together, National League style, to eliminate... Another entrant, dearie. We've lost two men already. I don't know how much more of this chaos we can take. I've seen a, a lot from Luis Castillo tonight. He was off to a very slow start as soon as he got into the ring. Gleyber Torres put him in a deadly, deadly suplex. Not Almost knocked him out. He was sitting around in the corner, but as this season and this rumble is continuing, just like last year, Luis Castillo is starting to come around, starting to get not hit as hard as he was at the start of this rumble and i think this is encouraging for luis castillo as this rumble continues oh we got two more entrants making their way down the aisle ultimate warriors go 
ghost, the death, the mystery, the man who filled the roids. He's gone, but his ghost is leading the charge for Luke Voigt and Alex Bregman as they haul ass into the ring right now. we got a total debacle on our hands here, ladies and gentlemen. Wow! Kyle Hendricks is teaming up with Michael Conforto once more. They're going head-to-head with Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich. The two MVPs are working together, dearie. Do you believe it? I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. I never thought that Alex Bregman would actually bring a bat into the ring and try to swing it at people. That could kill someone. What a scumbag Alex Bregman is. Bregman's doing everything he can. I believe he brought a trash can with him as well tonight. So it's total bedlam within the Rumble ring right now. Luke Voigt, who knows if he is going to be Andre the Giant this upcoming season or Doink the Clown. I have no idea. He's got (laughs) very, very difficult knee issues. Barrel percentage is fantastic, but can he make contact with the other competitors in the ring? I am unsure if Voigt is going to be able to bounce back in this Rumble tonight. Oh, there it is, a stunning move. Michael Conforto's been thrown out. Wow, what a move. Cody Bellinger just one-armed him over the ropes. He's gone. And Michael Conforto, no matter where he plays this year, he is not going to be the king of the 2022 bounce back Royal Rumble. We drag forth here. We've got more competitors ready to go. That's right. We got more Macho Man people. We've only got so many songs, so we're going to hear some repeats. There it is. It's time for Matt Chapman and Mike Trout have entered the ring. Matt Chapman had a horrendous year. Uh, maybe the worst year of all these entrants and combatants in this 2022 bounce back Royal Rumble. It's shocking to think that he was as bad as he was in the first half of the season. But Mike Trout, his partner that he's coming into the ring with, was injured. Both of these players contributed very little last year. Is it clear as day to you that Matt Chapman is done? Matt Chapman has difficulty recognizing pitches, just like he cannot recognize Mike Trout coming from behind of him and just completely dropping his pants and getting him in the camel clutch. I don't think Chapman is going to be able to stick around in this rumble very long tonight, Gorilla. And Brock Miller says, party! Yeah, Brock loves him some WWE classicness. It used to be the WWF, but then the World Wildlife Fund got very angry, and they said, Omas. They showed Vince McMahon who was boss. Yeah. Oh, my God, my throat is killing me. But we I carry believe, I, believe, here. I believe when Vince McMahon was putting this rumble together that Matt Chapman is actually a replacement on this one. He was not supposed to be a part of this main card, and they just brought him in off the shelf. He's like, he's Brooklyn Brawler style, coming in first match. He's out of here. <laughs> yeah, this ring is out of control. It's filling up quick. We've got more people coming in. And keep on rolling. Wow, million dollar man is now leading in the next two contestants. You, Darvish, and Anthony Rizzo. Two players. Wise. With a lot of experience. Veteran presences for Everybody both their teams. Anthony Rizzo, is he coming back to the Yankees? He left the Cubs after every Cub was traded last trade deadline. By the way, the Million Dollar Man was a cool character, but I'm pretty sure the whole thing with Virgil was racist looking back now. And the WWE regrets that and apologizes for that. Who, who do we got in? We got you, Darvish. <laughs> I now? just stopped the show. I stopped the show dead in its track. Like, oh, yeah, shit. Forgot about that. Yeah, that was weird. Brock Miller says, nobody was a bigger Ultimate Warrior fan than me. This is awesome. Yeah, all right. Well, we got shocking news, Brock, because we just lost another combatant thrown over the top rope. It's Luke Voigt. He's gone. He came in just recently, and he's out. Luke Voigt may never be healthy again, dearie. 
Luke Voigt made a very interesting move in this rumble. He went up to the top turnbuckle, expecting to drop the big hammer down on Kyle Hendricks. Well, what happened? The man who was the first one in the ring tonight, Gleyber Torres, came on over and threw him out of the ring. Just like that, Luke Voigt injures his knee once again. Heavy hitter, but man, he cannot be depended on tonight. Oh, that is shocking. All right, Hacksaw's leading him back. Hacksaw, Mr. America. Who loves America more than Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Nobody! It's Anthony Rendon and fellow third baseman Eugenio Suarez. They are raging on down into the Royal Rumble Arena here. Wow! Wow! What a contest we have here, Deary. We still have several combatants in the ring. It's getting heated. There's hardly any room left. Gleyber Torres, the first man in the ring, is still in this match. It's shocking, Deary, but it's still happening. Is there any way Eugenio Suarez bounces back and could be the king of the ring in 2022? I, I think the, the power is always going to be there for Suarez. The batting average is certainly not going to be very, very high. He's still in Cincinnati, a great hitter's park for him to be. And I think he's going to stick around a little bit longer in this rumble. We may have to revisit a, a little bit later to see if he can have the attrition to stick around with such a difficult matchup of all the other superstars in this ring tonight. Uh, excellent point, Dan Deere. Eugenio Suarez has been a much better hitter in his career than his numbers would suggest from last year. His average was a aberration. It was. Aberration? I don't know how to speak. I'm the Vince McMahon guy, and I don't know how to talk. Is it aberration? That's the word. Correct. Not to be confused with former Wisconsin wide receiver Jack Abradabas. Abradabas? Was that his name? Abadaba? Abadaba? Ab you're my only friend. <laughs> Anyways, there it goes. Wow, the Hulkster is bringing him into the ring. It's Ramon Laureano and Taylor Rogers. And I got to tell you right now, Gary, Ramon Laureano is the odds-on favorite to win this day because he has experience brawling and battling on the baseball field. I'm sure he can do it just as well in this King of the Ring Royal Rumble 2022. What's going to be interesting tonight as he enters the ring is he's actually going to have to sit in the corner for a little bit because he is suspended by the league right now. Oh, good heavens. Well, that's not good at all. R.I.P. Matilda the Hun, apparently, from Brian K. Rodman. Uh, Matilda, Matilda, don't remember. The Matilda the Hun. <laughs> Damn it, Brian. I'm trying to do this seriously, Brian. Come on, you can't make me laugh. <laughs> Ah, and this event carries forward, dearie. Taylor Rogers should have had 30 saves last year, and the Minnesota Twins should have won the World Series last year, but they definitely did not do that by any means. Is Taylor Rogers someone who could be the king of the ring, bounce-back candidate 2022? I think it's certainly a possibility, but we know how volatile relievers are right now. It's hard to get a grasp on who's going to be closing where and how, how good they're going to be. Obviously, the Minnesota Twins were absolute trash last year. I see a little trash, bit of a bounce total back trash. on a division that's starting to get a little better, especially with Detroit there. I want to go back to somebody who's only been in the ring for a short time, but I think his age is already affecting him. That is you, Darvish, who is now 35 years old. Do you believe he is going to be able to stick around as long as our good old buddy Ric Flair has, or is he going to be an early exit to this rumble tonight? Oh, yeah! Brock's mentioning the Bushwhackers! A tribute to the legends from down under, the Bushwhackers. Anything's possible with the Bushwhackers. Apparently worked with Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger on a tag team showdown setup. So there could be some teammates working together. Oh, there it goes! We've lost another one! That's a shocker right there. Luis Castillo was just 
slapped in the face, and he fell over the top rope. Gary, is that surprising? To he is eliminated from, from this rumble tonight. Unbelievable. Chaos! I can't believe it. Unbelievable. All right, this thing's terrible. Man, this thing's still going. Now it's Anthony Santander and Andres Jimenez. Two underperformers from 2021 looking to be the king of the ring in 2022. Deary, Anthony Santander's had injury issues as well. Andres Jimenez did not get opportunities last year. How can either one of these win this championship? I'm concerned about Santander and the park in Baltimore and Camden Yards of that left field wall. We'll see if that's going to put a power outage on Santander. Santander, Like many other people in the Rumble tonight, he had some injury issues. Going over to Andres Jimenez, who just entered the ring as well. Still a very, very young guy. Came over from the Mets in the Lindor deal. We were expecting a lot of stolen bases from him last year. He only had 11 stolen bases. He also only had 210 plate appearances. I think we have the opportunity to see many more plate appearances from Jimenez this year. Obviously, that 218 batting average was not very good, but he's still young. Give him a little bit of time. Hopefully, he can bring that strikeout rate back to where it was early in his minor league career. I think he has promise in the rumble here tonight. Oh, a stunning move. Look at this. We just lost two commands at the same time. Alex Brugman took out a full-size Major League Baseball wooden bat, and he smacked. He didn't just smack. He destroyed Anthony Rizzo. He's out of this, and so is Christian Yelich. He took a bolt out at the same time. That was a double dong for Mr. Bregman. Well, a scumbag of the highest order, but he eliminates two combatants who will not be the king of the ring in 2022, Christopher Deary. And that means, oh boy, Calvin Biggio from the Great White North and Will Myers from the West Side. Will Myers, a disaster last year. Calvin Biggio, a lost cause. How could either one of these two players be the victor in this King of the Ring Royal Rumble 2022? Kevin Biggio certainly has the pedigree with his father being a Hall of Famer and Royal Rumble champ of the past. Still only 26 years old. What you know you're going to get from him is he is going to get on base. But that 224 average was absolutely disgusting last year. He plays in a very, very good lineup of a team that is really going to compete. But where else are you getting numbers from Mr. Biggio? Can he hit 20 home runs? I don't think so. Can he steal 25, 30 bases? I don't think so. He's going to have to show better plate discipline to stick around in this rumble and be the king of the night. Oh, my. Oh, now we have a curious situation here. It's a third baseman showdown. Matt Chapman and Anthony Rendon are teaming up on Kyle Hendricks to eliminate the old man pitcher. The pitcher would never hurt anybody. He was an innocent man. He never did anything wrong to anybody. You scumbags, you lowlifes. How dare you do that to Kyle Hendricks? Oh, there they go. And Kyle Hendricks, he flipped them both under his shoulder, up and over the ring on the right shoulder and the left shoulder. What a move by Hendricks. Eliminates two men with smooth, classic Kyle Hendricks-like precision. Was that not impressive, Deary? He takes out Rendon and Bregman, two guys that I think have the opportunity to have a comeback this year, but not as difficult as it was for Kyle Hendricks last year. Kyle Hendricks showed the oh, I think Bregman's still in there. I, was, I think it was Chapman. <laughs> oh, Chapman and Rendon is gone. It's absolute chaos. There's like 15, 16 men in the, in the ring right now. There's no room. Anthony Rizzo couldn't find any partners in the ring, so he got flipped out. He's a free agent again. It's absolute chaos. <laughs> this thing still carries forward. Alex Bregman is still alive. With that baseball bat, he is a lethal, lethal weapon. What a piece of shit. There's two more men in 
Kyle Lewis of the Seattle Mariners. Kyle Lewis, rookie of the year. Really had a slow season last year. Injuries have been a problem, and Alec Bohm could not play with the big dogs in 2021, Deary. I do think Alec Bohm has something to offer, though, and could be an outstanding bounce-back candidate for a Phillies team that's undervalued. But Kyle Lewis also plays in a very, very good, very solid lineup that is growing by each in every season just a little bit better. Kyle Baum is still a young superstar. He's only 26 years old. He only had 447 <laughs> plate appearances Did you call Kyle Baum? <laughs> oh, did I? Alec, Alec Baum, because we got Kyle let's, Lewis Let's combine the them together. The let's just melt them together, yes. <laughs> Mr. Baum not getting on base enough last year, but he's still young. He's in a very good opportunity in Philadelphia. Kyle Lewis, I love the Seattle Mariners this year. I think Kyle Lewis has a nice bounce back. He's going to stick around in this rumble for a little longer tonight. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Hogan's back in the ring again now, breaking down two more competitors. It's Jeff McNeil and his fellow NLE's partner, Steven Strasburg. Strasburg has a nerve problem. He's got issues, major injury issues. Who knows if he could ever pitch at the full, full potential that he once offered with the gleam in his eye. But Jeff McNeil oh, can you believe it? is not getting Strasburg just enters the curtain. He saw who was in the ring tonight. He's immediately turned around and gone back to the locker room. He has retired from the <laughs> Royal Rumble. Holy shit, that is stunning. What a stunning turn of events that is. Steven Strasburg shows a cowardly, cowardly gesture by walking out immediately. That is, dearie, I've never seen anything like that in all my years of covering the Royal Rumble. Jeff McNeil actually did not come through the curtain. He came from underneath the tarp in the mat and just stuck up on there, and he's laying down bombs left and right. That's shocking because he does not hit a lot of bombs on the baseball field. He's been a real, real struggle for Jeff McNeil. He's known for his batting average, but he just can't seem to stay healthy, and there's been weird opportunities. The Mets were also chaos, so who knows? I think Jeff McNeil still has a place in that lineup and has the bat and the skills to offer a 2022 bounce back season. He could win this thing, Gary. He really could. Yeah, I think he's going to bounce back with a, a real nice batting average this year. We'll see where he slots in that lineup. Hopefully he can be near the top of that lineup. If he's more towards the middle lineup, I think he's going to have some great opportunities for RBIs that could bump up his value as well. <laughs> we got four left here. Four left in the middle. Complete Royal going down. Hunter Dozier and Victor Robles. We have two players just cannot meet their potential. There was a huge Everybody contingent of people last pain. year who loved Hunter Dozier. Oh, that's a big move, by the way. Kevin Vizio was just absolutely devastated with a suplex and then thrown upside down onto the pavement. He may be in a coma right now. This is very tragic. Kevin Vizio is out of this match, dearie. Are we saying that he might be dropped down to the minor leagues this year or maybe moved in a trade package at the deadline, Mr. Vizio? Oh, that's devastating news. There's no doubt about it. But Hunter Dozier has one of the biggest fan bases in all of the Royal Rumble. They love Hunter Dozier, but he never delivers. There's no way that he can win this thing this year. It's going to be very difficult for Dozier. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be able to bounce back to what he was a few years ago. He had an absolute disaster of a season last year. Uh, and Victor Robles, who just entered the ring, he is flying all over the... the all over the ring, he's going off of the... A lot of speed. Off, left and right. Nobody can seem to catch him out there in the ring. 
Oh, this is incredible. I've never seen this type of speed in the ring before, Deary. He's got so much speed, but there's no strength. He's hitting people and nobody is moving. Nobody is even wincing when he throws a punch. It's really pathetic. He it's is really the just smallest sad. man in this ring tonight. It's tragic. It's a real shame. Right there. Oh, Kyle Lewis has just been eliminated. That is surprising. Kyle Lewis went for it off the top rope. He fell off the top of the turnbuckle and out of the ring. Kyle Lewis has been eliminated. That is... That is a tough break. A strange way to go. You don't like to see that very much, do you? All right, there's our last two competitors are making their way down the aisle, coming into the ring right now. Dylan Moore, another Seattle Mariner, and another Washington National, Patrick Corbin. Is Patrick Corbin's career finished, Deary? He used to have a slider that dominated hitters, but is it still there? You know, it's amazing that these two are the last two to come out on the ring because if they were the first two they may have just eliminated each other i don't believe in either of these players coming to the season oh. i did not like dylan moore whatsoever last year people were really high on him i think he's gonna have a hard time getting playing time with some of the young kids that are coming up and sure he's got a little bit of speed but i am not going to be able to believe in that low low batting average from him and patrick that is corbin, shocking i think i think patrick corbin has just washed up you're looking at an sp six to seven right here in this yeah, right now there's a big scrum going out as Eugenio Suarez, Ramon Laureano, Taylor Rogers, and Anthony Santander. All four of them are in a quad battle, and it's moving in a strange. It's uh, yeah, it's moving closer to the ropes now, and now they're all locked up in the turnbuckle in the northwest corner of the ring. This is wild. This is very wild. Uh, and, and now they're all standing on each other's shoulders. And they're trying to suplex one another. It's a body slam by Santander on Rogers. He threw him out of the ring. Oh my God, that's incredible. Isn't that? Oh my God, it happened again. Loreano throws out Santander and Suarez throws out Loreano. All four men, Rogers, Santander, Loreano, and Suarez are all out of the ring. They will not be the Royal Rumble King this year, dearie. Alex Bregman continues to just finding trash cans. I don't know where it's happening from. They just keep appearing in the ring and he just keeps smashing people over the head with these trash cans. What a dirty player this Alex Bregman is. Oh, and I can't believe it. He took a trash can to you, Darvish, and you, Darvish, is out. That is a cheap shot. He didn't see it coming. It had a sharp edge, too, and you, Darvish, is bleeding very badly. That is disrespectful to one of the icons in baseball. How dare you, Alex Bregman, you scumbag. Gosh. Uh, what a piece of trash. How does he surviving this Royal Rumble, dearie? Who are we talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Alex Bregman, he's a piece of garbage. Oh, he just yeah, eliminated you, Darvish. And there was a sharp edge on that trash can. And I hope you, Darvish, is okay. Yeah, hopefully he didn't take it to his elbow. It looks like he's grabbing his arm right now. So it may not be very good for him. But yeah, Bregman is certainly playing dirty right now. Dylan Moore and Victor Robles are running laps around the ring right now. It's very odd. Which one of these players will have more steals in 2022, Deary? I think it's going to be all about playing time and opportunity here. But uh, if one of them can get off to a hot start and stay in the lineup, there's going to be an opportunity to be the champion between these two. I still have a little bit more faith in Victor Robles tonight. That is stunning because both of these guys have tremendous speed, elite sprint speeds. They can fly like the wind. Dylan Moore was horrendous last year. Absolutely horrendous. But he had a 21 steal season. And in points leagues and certain best ball leagues, he was valuable. He provided more points than a lot of other players. Isn't that shocking? 
Steals are hard to come by in this league. And, you know, a guy like Dylan Moore, like I said, if he can get a good enough average to stick in that lineup, 21 steals is really nice. Obviously, Victor Robles ended up being sent down last year. Only had eight steals. Who knows if he can go back to what he was in 2019 when he had 28. That is 28 steals. Unbelievable. Right now, there's a strange battle going on here. It's Andre Semenis of the Cleveland Guardians. And he's going head-to-head -head right now with Victor Robles. And they're doing some type of dance. It looks like a dance of speed, athleticism, passion. Uh, they're, wow, this is bizarre. I've never seen anything like this. And right now, they're sprinting around the ring, and they're both running. It's a mad dash. Andre Jimenez, Victor Robles, and oh, and Victor Robles slips and falls, and he's fallen under the bottom rope, out of the ring. He's lost his footing. He's an eliminated Deary, a shocker. Victor Robles will not be the king this year. He has to go over the top rope, though, Mike, so he has entered back into it. Oh, my goodness. Holy shit, Jimenez, you're right. Jimenez immediately came over, got him in a lock, and who do you know? Alex Bregman comes over, puts a trash can on top of him, and flips him over the ropes, and he is eliminated. Oh, that is tragic. Oh, God. This son of a bitch. You're a bad devil man. You bad, bad devil man, you. All right. Believe it or not, dear, I don't know how he's lasting, but Gliber Torres is still in this match. He looks exhausted. He is so, so spent right now. This guy's given everything, and he still is not producing. Isn't this classic Gliber Torres? It's amazing that he's been able to do I think he may be rejuvenated by the new cornermen that he has this year as the Yankees have brought in a whole new hitting staff this year. Three new hitting coaches this year as Marcus Timms is out. Um, new guys coming in this year, including one of them being Eric Chavez, the former third baseman of the A's. I think this has rejuvenated Mr. Torres, and this is why he's been able to stick around for this long in the Rumble. Oh, Hunter Dozier winds up for a huge swing on Dylan Moore, and he whiffs. He strikes out. That's pathetic. He swung so hard that he went over the top rope, dearie. He's out of the match. Hunter Dozier goes out on a K. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're probably looking at 25 to 30% K rate again for Mr. Dozier, and I'm not sure he's going to get back to the power swing that he had quite a few years ago. There may be some value really, really late in this draft, but I'm not going to be targeting him early in this rumble, and that is why he is eliminated. Now we've... You are a wise man, dear. We've only got a few men left. We've got Jeff McNeil. I see Patrick Corbin out there still. Andre Semenez. Mike Trout is out there, by the way. Mike Trout is laid low. He's Mike Trout has really not done anything, but he hasn't hurt anyone. But he hasn't really committed to any type of physical violence whatsoever. It's very odd. He's such a strong-looking man. You would think he'd be more aggressive. He seems to be picking his spots tonight. I think he may be you know, waiting for the perfect opportunity to strike gold. Hopefully he's in a team this year and a tag team with Mr. Rendon, who is also going to be coming back from injury this year. And let's see if these two guys can come in, come in and compete against the rest of the guys in the Rumble. I think Trout has it in him as being one of the superstars in this league for many, many years. And I think he will continue to rise above the top. Don't you see that? Deary, check this out. Look at right down there in the lower left-hand corner of the ring. The ever-patient, the career whip of 1.14.
Kyle Hendricks, always patient, doesn't walk a lot of guys, gets down to business though, and he eliminates Patrick Corbin, who is known for being way too patient. I think Corbin took too much time there, Deary. You know, in the chaos that was happening, we thought that Hendricks was eliminated, but he was not eliminated. He was just hiding out in the corner with that sneaky changeup, and he is still in the rumble tonight as he Stop gets it. rid of Patrick Corbin. That's absolutely stunning. It's incredible. Cody Bellinger right now and Alex Bregman are in a battle. This is nasty. There's remnants of the Dodgers and Astros World Series. A lot of anger, a lot of resentment from that World Series. Bregman and his cronies stole it from Bellinger and company in L.A. And right now, I think the entire crowd, everybody is chanting. Everybody's cheering. You're really starting to get a vibe in this building, dearie, that the Dodgers deserve some redemption here. Do you think it's going to happen? Because I, I don't know. Bregman's killing people tonight. Bregman is an absolute madman in the ring, but you got to remember what Cody Bellinger was just several years ago when he was in this rumble and he ended up winning the whole thing with his 47 home runs, 121 runs, 115 RBIs, and can you believe it? 15 stolen bases as well. It was a down season last year, but I think he has the moxie to hang with Bregman right now. Oh, oh no! to see it we all needed to see it but believe it or not it looks like alex bregman has cheated and eliminated cody bellinger can you believe this deary i've never seen this type of cheating it's not an eye gouge it's not any type of illegal maneuver he just flat out said the word cheat and he disappeared from the ring i am really confused right now I yeah, I think to. a crane may have come in from the top. We didn't see it. It came in so quickly, and it grabbed him and ripped him back up to the rafters, and Bregman is now gone. Unbelievable. So Bregman is gone. Bellinger survives. Is that what happened there? I couldn't make sense of any of it. Bellinger was also brought up there, but I think Bellinger came back down to the ring. He believes that his walk rate is going to come back to where it used to be, and he is at full health right now after that shoulder and non-displaced rib last year. He is going to stick around in this rumble. It looks like we're only down to about seven or eight guys left in the ring tonight. Yeah, the crowd is feeling it, too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Andres Jimenez is in a battle with Alec Bohm. Two youngsters going at it. One has a different profile from the other. Andres Jimenez does have pop in his bat. There is a lot of potential and excitement. Bohm versus Jimenez this year. If you had to choose, Deary, which one would you rather have, regardless of the outcome tonight? I love the potential of Andres Jimenez because I think he has the opportunity to be 25-plus stolen bases. But I like Baum a little bit more. Baum had some injuries last year. I love that lineup that he's in. He's also a young guy. You're going to get a little bit more power from Alec Baum. He's actually shown that he can also bat for batting average. So we see, we will see. This will be a very, very tough battle down the road. I'm not sure if either guy is going to be the cream of the crop to the end, but it's amazing that they both stuck around. I think we got to bounce back from both of these guys this year. There's eight men left in the ring right now. It's unprecedented. This type of Royal Rumble action is rarely, rarely seen, and I can't believe it, but it looks like Will Myers is attempting to snuff out Jeff McNeil in a battle of two players who are very calm, cool, and collected, both with batting averages that you would like to have on your own fantasy squad, yet both of them are in a nasty fight. A really, it's a cat fight. They're scratching and clawing at each other. It's disgusting. They're peeling each other's skin off. It's sick. I've never seen it. Oh, oh, oh my God, dude. I can't watch this. I can't watch. Oh, 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 oh my God. That is disgusting. That is a sight for sore eyes. Good heavens, dearie. What kind of Royal Rumble is this? What happened? <laughs> Look at it! It's nasty! It's awful! <laughs> the crowd can't believe it! 
Will Myers popped a zit on Jeff McNeil's forehead. And then he tried to suck it out. It's disgusting. His alter ego. His alter ego of the suckout has just come to fruition. It has happened. A guy who has not been able to hit for power since 2017 with Will Myers. He used to get stolen bases from the guy. He used to be running around the ring like Victor Robles. You're not even getting double-digit stolen bases from Will Myers anymore. Still in a great, great tandem over there with Tatis and the rest of the studs over there in, in San Diego. But maybe age is Trent finally Grisham. starting to hail Will There's Myers. so many guys. Trent Grisham and... I mean, Tommy Pham, they got free agent issues in San Diego, too. It's a mess, and this is, I just never saw anything like that. Zits happen. Zits are common in wrestling because there's a lot of steroid use, and in baseball, there's been steroid use in the past, and zits were a part of the culture. It's a natural fit, really, a real crossover, if you will. Well, it looks like Jeff McGill. Zits, but he cannot pop the ball out of the ballpark enough or produce enough (laughs) runs and RBIs to stick around. I think he's an early elimination here as we have not seen him do much in the ring tonight. Ah, there it is! Oh, and finally eliminated, dearie. Gliber Torres, he bided his time. He hung tough, but Mike Trout finally showed up, and he just tossed him over the top rope in the north corner of the ring. What a... Sh- that was just a man taking control. He did it with rather simple ease. It was impressive. It looks like we have a fully healthy Mike Trout in the ring tonight. A lot of credit to Gleyber Torres to stick around after being the first man in there. I believe 22 men were eliminated before he was. So it looks like he has the moxie to be a nice bounce back coming up this year. But boy, Mike Trout looks like a man child out there. And Cody Bellinger is taking on Trout right now. And he's got him in a, oh, a nice headlock. And he's setting him up. He's setting him up here. He's going to do a suplex uh, pile driver. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Oh, no. Oh, Bellinger's shoulder is giving out. Oh, no. And now Trout is reversing the move, and he flipped him over the ring. Oh, no. Poor Billy Bellinger. His shoulder failed him again. That is just such a disappointment for a player, a former MVP, a Dodger who's true blue, loses because of his shoulder. Wow. A devastating loss for Bellinger. He cannot stick around in a rumble of the future unless he can stay healthy. And it looks like, like that shoulder has failed him once again. Oh, that is wild right there. And uh, we have two NL Easters going at that. Alec Baum and Jeff McNeil. These are two players who have been in the trenches on the baseball field and now they're battling it out. And they look to be doing some type of dance. It looks like a river dance or some weird-ass dance with their feet. Very odd, dearie. You don't see this type of movement. It's not boxing. It's not classic. It's really bizarre. And I have a feeling one of them is going to lose. It's a dance-off. Yes, it is a dance-off. So, oh, oh, what a clever move. Jeff McNeil says the words bing bong. And some reason, Alec Bohm has been eliminated. He ran away. Alec Bohm ran out of the ring after he heard the phrase bing bong. And he can't take it. He a can't classic, stand a, it. He's a gone. A classic New York statement has done it again. Bomb is terrified and leaves the ring. Jeff McNeil has bumped that average back up to 300 this year and has proven that he has the moxie to stick around in the Rumble tonight. What a cowardly act by a New York Met. That is pathetic. There's only four men left now. Kyle Hendricks, Mike Trout, Andres Jimenez, and Jeff McNeil. Which one of these four will take it home? All four men are in a specific corner. Four corners of the ring, four men. They're all staring at each other. And as we look finally at their stat lines from last year, going forward this season, 
Which of these four men, though, dearie, had the most disappointing 2021? Kyle Hendricks, Mike Trout, Andre Semenis, or Jeff McNeil? I'm going to say it's Dylan Moore right now. He he was the hot name coming into last year. What you wait, need wait, to wait, re- Dylan Moore's out of this thing. Just like <laughs> what about you, what you the need final to four? What you need. What? I thought you said Dylan Moore's still in this thing. No, Dylan. Remember what happened to Dylan Moore? It was incredible. That whole thing that happened. Kyle Hendricks, Mike Trout, Andre Jimenez, and Jeff McNeil are the four remaining. Hendricks, Trout, Jimenez, and McNeil. One will win. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay, I got a list, of, got a list well. of guys. You know, this rumble has gone on for so long. My eyesight is starting to really hurt me. Obviously, Mike Trout and the injuries of last year have been very, very difficult. But I think Jeff McNeil has a nice bounce back. Looking at the guys from last year and the four that we had, it's very difficult to figure out who had the biggest letdown. I don't think Andres Jimenez had the, enough opportunities last year to, to be able to prove that he could be the winner of this rumble. I believe... The next guy to be eliminated is actually going to be Andre Jimenez. I think Jimenez wow. is gone. Okay. Jimenez was limited. He just didn't get the opportunities. When he showed up late in the year last year, he did show some promise. There is power in that bat, too. It's very, very exciting. If he could be a 25-25 guy, oh, that would really excite a lot of you fantasy baseball nerds, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Nerds. Oh. Okay, so here it is. Andre Jimenez. Going toe-to-toe right now with Jeff McNeil. This is odd. This is very strange because McNeil has him in size quite handily, dearie, and he looks to be using his reach to his advantage. (laughs) You looking up stuff now? (laughs) Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, What do you mean? uh, Kyle Hendricks is in a, a tough battle right now with Mike Trout. Obviously, it's very difficult having a batter go against a hitter right now or a batter going against a pitcher right now. But Kyle Hendricks, career worst last year, home run to fly ball rate. I don't see that happening again. The man actually still won 14 games. I wonder if Rizzo being out of there now and Baez being gone might hurt some of his defensive metrics on the guys that are behind him. He had a career worst CSW last year as well. I think he's been in a tight battle with Mike Trout, but for Kyle Hendricks to make it this far in the Rumble deserves to be known as a bounce-back player coming into this year. That's incredible. Right now, Kyle Hendricks is being pushed up against the ropes by Mike Trout. He's on the brink. It doesn't look good. Trout has him. He's getting ready to flip him over the ropes. This is it for Kyle Hendricks. So patient. Such a reserved pitcher. So much to offer. So calm. And oh, oh, look at oh, former, former Cub teammate, Anthony Rizzo, who's already been eliminated. He's coming back down the aisle. I can't believe it. Is this real? Is that happening right now? Oh, my God. Oh. of two former Cubs together in a reunion that must have felt so good. It's total pandemonium as the former Northsiders have come back together. Anthony Rizzo still had 22 home runs last year in his two teams that he played for. That 248 batting average was a little better than 2020, but expect that OBP to be a little higher. Even though he's been eliminated tonight, I think there's a possible bounce back depending on what tag team partner he can find in this upcoming season. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. And that's not a surprise. Andres Jimenez has been thrown out because of the reach, the big advantage in height. Jeff McNeil takes it to him. And that means there's two remaining. It's Kyle Hendricks versus Jeff McNeil. One of these men will be the Royal Rumble champion of 2022. The bounce back fantasy baseball Royal Rumble champion. It's been a chaotic atmosphere tonight here in the Palladium. I never expected to witness anything like this in my life, dearie. I can't believe we're still alive. I can't believe I have a pulse. I can't believe we've been doing this show for as long as we've been doing it. Oh my God. It's absolute chaos. We have 28 men that have been eliminated. We are finally down to two. The old man of Kyle Hendricks and Jeff McNeil, who will be the champion tonight. I don't know. How does this end? I mean, they could just stand there forever and call it a draw. Maybe they will. Do you expect Jeff McNeil and that walk rate and that batting average to come back up and be able to take over Hendricks and be the superstar tonight as we lock in at the center of the squared circle right now it is a tight tight battle right now looks like yep he's going for it he's going for the slam jeff mcneil oh. has slammed him to the ground kyle oh. hendricks is down on the ground he's having difficulty getting up wow oh there it is oh no jeff mcneil jeff mcneil has so much to offer still he was a top 120 pick last year he's dropped way down to the 300s in early adp returns according to sources of mine that's not good but Jeff McNeil has a career WRC plus of 126. This is a guy who knows how to play the game. At the same time, Kyle Hendricks has done so well in his career. He's a World Series champion. Deary, I don't know. Oh, oh man, this is, this is tight. They are grappling. I've seen reversals, double reversals. This is insane. How are they going to get him out of the ring, though? They're stuck in the center. Both these guys have shown so much moxie tonight. Obviously, Jeff McNeil only played in 120 games last year. You got to remember, this guy is a 300 career hitter, and he does not strike out much whatsoever. He has the opportunity to get on base. I think he has a leg up on Mr. Hendricks tonight. Boy, these guys look exhausted. Uh, it's hard to believe. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, then. Oh, boy. Okay, yep, yep. No. Oh, yes. And now. This looks like this thing could be coming to an end, Erie. All the pain, all the sorrow, all the disappointment. All these players have failed themselves. They let down their teammates. They let down fantasy baseball managers. That's even worse, of course. But after all that pain, sorrow, and strife, there is a man who looks to be completing a victory. Is it Jeff McNeil? Is it Kyle Hendricks? Which one of these players is taking it home? Who's going to be the 2022 Bounce Back Royal Rumble King of the Ring? This is a title that lasts for 365 days until 2023, Deary. Who will it be? Hold Who on, hold on, be? hold on, Mean Gene. Hold on, Mean Gene. It looks like Kyle Hendricks and his superstar move, the dive bomber changeup from the top rope has come out, and he has put Jeff McNeil on the ground. That dive bombing changeup wow. is back. He may only throw 87 miles per hour, but he has just put a huge hurting on Jeff McNeil right now. Who's it going to be as we get down oh, to those final oh, oh. two? Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh. That's it. It's over. It's over. Oh, my God. Oh, oh you didn't want to see it end. It was such a passionate affair. They gave everything, blood, sweat, and tears, and then some. And the crowd can't believe it. Everyone is sitting there in stunned disbelief. The 2022 Royal Rumble King of the Ring champion, the bounce back champion for this season is Jeff McNeil. Wow.
Wow, that is stunning, dearie. That is something I did not see coming. I really expected him to have a quick show, get in, get out. But Jeff McNeil finalized the deal with an outstanding combination of speed, patience, and resolve with an incredible amount of flexibility. It's amazing he was able to just pull that off. What a victory for Jeff McNeil. A lot of credit to Kyle Hendricks. He was the sixth man in this ring tonight. He showed that he can throw a lot of pitches in the ring tonight, and he has the moxie to stick around for a very long time. But Jeff McNeil is our champion tonight. Congratulations to Jeff McNeil. It sounds like he is going to have a fantastic bounce-back season. Well, I've seen it all, dearie. We saw so many wild back and forths, people taking advantage of each other, turning on each other, a lot of betrayals, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, but this was an enjoyable Royal Rumble. I think there's a lot that we could take away from this event, and I can't wait to see it again in 2023. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> we will see who will have such a difficult 2022 that they may end up in this Rumble next year. We went through 30 superstars tonight. We've talked a little bit about those guys who are going to have huge bounce backs. There are a few guys that got thrown out of the ring very, very early tonight. A guy like Kevin Biggio didn't even belong there. A guy like you, Darvish, had very, very difficult time in the ring tonight. I think the age got to him. Yeah, that'll happen. Age is a bitch. Well, there it is. Thank you very much for tuning in to the 2022 Fantasy Baseball Bounce Back Royal Rumble. It's been a pleasure serving all of you. Thank you for your time and energy. Godspeed, everyone. All right, that was the end of that. So I'm Michael Govier now. He's Chris Deary. We're regular people again. I don't know what the hell just happened for the last half hour. I don't know how stupid that was. <clears throat> I don't know how someone might have turned that on and be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life because it kind of felt like that when we were doing it through parts of it, but we did it. We followed through on it. We committed to it. It was a bit and it's done. So there, there you wasn't go. <laughs> a, there wasn't a ton of planning that went into it. We just pulled out 30 guys had a few stats here and there about these guys. I had no idea how it was going to go. I had an absolute blast. I'm exhausted from it. I had a great commentary <laughs> by you tonight. It was absolutely unbelievable. You put, Vince McMahon, Jesse the Body Ventura, Mean Gene Orkeland, all these guys to shame tonight. I don't know how you did it. Woo! Yeah, yeah. That my voice gonna pay for that one. That you know, we could have done that. Frankly, we, he's right. We could have done this a lot better. We we came up with some names, and then I added. I'm like, let's just do 30. Let's go for 30 full on names because Deary created a list of like 11 guys, and I'm like, here we go. Right before the show, I just changed my mind. Here we go. We're doing 30, and, yeah, and, and we could have had more stats. We could have had. 850, you told me that uh, you added 19 guys. I had uh, stats on 11 guys here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a fact. I will tell you this. I do see potential to do this again next year, and we could have additional correspondents chiming in, you know, giving us their analysis. We could have a whole – we could just be like the naked gun with that whole team of seven <laughs> analysis in the game. <laughs> Jim Palmer. Yeah, that's cool, though. It's a great idea, dear. I'm so glad you thought of this. You are a creative dude. I always know that about you. So this was fun, and uh, I hope that it was at least entertaining for some of you. And that's that's all we could ask for. That was that was cool. I'm, I'm, we try something different, you know? We're trying to... We're not trying to be different on purpose. We just wanted to do something. So. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that you're going to get tons of information, tons of great statistical analysis. You're going to get some of that from us as well, but we really want to focus on being a little different and having some fun. Hopefully you had some fun with us tonight as well. Yeah, there it is. So that's the show. We're done now. We hope you enjoyed the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, sticking with us. We still had a healthy audience sticking with us, so that makes me happy and uh, very grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Don't forget to follow us everywhere. You know the drill. Plaza Podcast, two L's, Utah. two Z's. Give me two. And uh, we got the Prospects show, which will be uh, every Tuesday. Don't forget that. ICAU says, that was intense and awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate that, newcomer. Sub our channel. Connect with us. We love you. And Patrick Ryan, as always, great job, guys. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't mix in a Ghostbusters reference for you, Patrick. That's my bad. Patrick loves Ghostbusters. and uh, I feel I like I got to take my in. shirt off now. <laughs> I hope uh, our friends and people who know us well don't watch this because they're going to give a shit for it. So hopefully we just kind of did what we wanted to do and we can leave it there. Right? Our friends think we're fancy baseball snobs now. So, Well, if Vivian sees this, I feel like he's going to really dig into us on this one. No, he's going to miss all the fun that uh, we have down here in the lower side of the state. <laughs> oh, okay. His life's about right, to change. Well, like- he's about to have a baby. That's crazy. I like your attitude, dear. You're definitely feeling good about it. I'm really glad we did this. This is fun. Uh, I think that's it. I, I want to keep talking because I just talk for so much, but I really could use a break, so there's no need for me to talk any further. I really, uh, I'll take notes on this and try to do it better next time. So, for Christopher Deary, C. Deary, 1999 on Twitter, MJ Govier, please DM us, connect with us, ask us questions. Whatever is on your mind, we're down. You can tweet at us publicly, too. That's cool. Let's get a conversation going about baseball. Phil Goyette, who's my uh, partner that does the prospect show that we mix in, the half-hour podcast platform for prospect talk, he wants to get some tweets going, too. So let's get some more chatter going in the Twitter sphere. That'd be cool. I think that about does it, dear. That'll do it. I'll see you tomorrow night on the Cinema 9 Pod is where you're going to do a oh, combo yes. of the Cine Palazzo podcast as we will be reviewing the 1996 independent film Swingers that I will bring to the table tomorrow with our good buddies Travis and Eric. Yes! I, shit, of course, yes. He'll be on the Cinema 9 podcast, our movie podcast, tomorrow night. It's about 7 o'clock. And I don't know if Travis is going to be there. Uh, he lost his dog yesterday, so he's very... Sad about this dog. He's known. He's had that dog forever and everywhere. So it probably is really hitting him hard. But either way, Deary will be there. Me, Eric, and whoever's on board. We're going to talk about Swingers, which is a movie that I've loved over the years. But does it hold up? That's what we're going to find out. It's been 15 years since I've seen it. That's perfect. That's the ideal movie to select for the show. It's what we do with the Does It Hold Up segment. It's perfect. So. That'll be a good time. If you like movies, if you like Deary, whoever, just come on by and check us out. Cinema 9 Pod over there. We've got our own YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. All right, that's all the promotion I can stand for one night. Thank you, everybody. Palazzo Podcast salutes you. We thank you so much for giving us your time and energy. And we're going to close out the show right now. Cheers, everybody. Become the Brady Bunch, the Brady Singer Bunch, the Brady Singer Bunch. That's the way. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England.
So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> 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 <laughs>